Let's flash back in time. Michael Smith from 7 News joins us on 5AA Breakfast. Good morning to you, Michael. Morning, guys. David, I think this week's flashback is one that will particularly appeal to you, being a man who's particularly passionate and knowledgeable about food, because we're looking back at how what we eat in South Australia has changed over the decade. There's an exhibition on at the State Library at the moment looking at changing South Australian menus, restaurant menus. Oh, wow. The oldest one they have goes back to 1867 and a formal dinner that was held at Government House for Prince Albert. Very meat-heavy, as you can imagine in those days. Things like veal, mutton, even gelatin of veal. Mm. But it also has interesting menus from places like the Highway Inn, where they had, you know, for instance, you go for a tongue sandwich and a pasty washed down by a Penfolds claret. But it also, I heard you guys talking about smoking in restaurants yesterday and how, how that used to be a thing. There's a menu there from the old Neddy's, which used to be in Hub Street. Three-course feast for $45. Please don't smoke until after 10.30 at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's a real it. focus on what was known as sort of the golden era, when South Australia really led the way in terms of collaboration and innovation when it came to, to food and wine. When we saw the likes of Chong Lu, Maggie Beer, Kat Carey really come to the fore, uh, the Pheasant Farm, Neddy's, Mandarin Duck, Mistress Augustine's, The Magic Flute, all these restaurants which were doing amazing things and made us very much the envy of the East Coast. It was a sort of real revolution here. And a lot of that goes down to the groundwork that was laid by Don Dunstan mm. when he was Premier in the 70s, because when he came to government, he really encouraged this sort of food and wine culture here. He made a whole lot of legislative change, which include relaxing things like... Uh, liquor licensing laws, he encouraged alfresco dining, uh, and really set the scene here to encourage these innovative chefs. Mark Gilbert is the curator of this exhibition at the State Library, and he said things like the state government even sponsored restaurants like Ayers House. Don Bunston was a, a premier who walked the talk when it came to food. For example, the government sponsored the Ayers House restaurant when it first opened. So he would go in there, and if he wasn't happy with what they were serving, he would let them know. But he also encouraged outdoor eating. Prior to that, uh, there was no coffee or breakfast on a footpath anywhere. You were eating inside. It was trying to bring in international tourists to South Australia, promote our wine and food. So really improving the quality of service and, uh, and ingredients so we would attract those international tourists. And David, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, he's still the only Premier to have published his own cookbook and, of course, <laughs> after leaving Parliament, ran a restaurant in Norwood. Yep, that's right, Don's Table. And that cookbook, he, he wrote it while he was Premier. I mean, can, can you imagine oh now gosh. a Premier would be accused of being so, you know, distracted and disengaged if he did that? But that book, I've got a copy of that book at home. I reckon a lot of our listeners do too. It's got recipes in it for uh, laksa. Uh, a lot of Malaysian dishes through his um, his passion for that came through his marriage to Adele Coe, I mm. believe, who was from, from there. But, you know, there's so many light Mediterranean sort of dishes in it, a lot of Italian and Greek stuff. And uh, he was the one who coined the term uh, the Athens of the South for Adelaide, Don. Um, that sounds like a great exhibition at the, at the State Library. Another thing too, Michael, Chris Jama from Jama's, He's got a collection of old menus from restaurants, a lot of the restaurants you mentioned, but some like the Private Bin, going back to the, the 60s and 70s. It's amazing. You look at the wine lists and you can get like a, a whole bottle of Grange Hermitage for like $12. <laughs> yeah, that's great. In fact, in fact, the original Jarmas on Kensington Road features in the story on Sunday because it won 
multiple awards for the work that it did in the in the eighties, and of course, uh, Jarman's still doing great work down at, at Bowden these days. Good on you, Michael. Absolutely. Looking forward to a delicious flashback on uh, Seven News. David Penberthy and Will Goodings, six to nine, five double A breakfast.